What's up, everybody? Happy Memorial Day weekend. On this episode of the podcast, Will and I are talking about our favorite TV characters. So check out who we got and let us know who your favorite characters are that were on TV. You good? Yep. All right. It's time for the next episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast. William, hey, yo. What are we bringing the folks today? So we are, I kind of got this idea because since we've been in quarantine for seems like years now, uh, a lot of uh, the time spent is uh, watching TV. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... Those without toddlers. Correct. So I uh, came up with the idea of our Mount Rushmore of our favorite TV show characters. Um, and when Patrick and I were discussing, we decided to focus the Mount Rushmore on cable television shows that were aired on some sort of network. So we're not... We're not including streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO, so on and so forth. It is their shows that were originally aired at some point in time on network television. So like NBC, Fox, so on and so forth. So. So now I just have to ask you, are you including like premium cable like HBO or – if you were paying attention to what I I'm just said, sorry. <laughs> I we, no, we are not including. So like, if you if you can act like if it was a show that was created on a streaming service, like an HBO show, like a Netflix show, HBO is not doesn't HBO is not streaming though. But but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Wait, now this is gonna change the game. If we can use HBO shows. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I guess it is called Home Box Office, and you can watch it. But we're out, we're just talking about generic TV access that everyone has access to. Because, like, for HBO, you have to, like, pay a subscription, Netflix a subscription, H, uh, Amazon, so on and so forth. So you could pop on the, the old boob tube and <laughs> watch an NBC show. So or whatever. Now I I guarantee you I know one of your people that you're gonna pick, for sure. Well, well we're just gonna have to find out. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. Can... I went first last time, so it is. All I right. believe it's your turn. Um, and these are, and I I want to preface by saying at least my list are, not just like favorite characters, but I. In my view, I view them as like iconic. Like the show would not be the same without these characters. I agree. Uh, they bring, they bring a lot to the table. They have to, Correct. you know, they just they have to have a compelling story, and the people like have to embody the character. And some of these people that like, like in these roles, I can't see them as anybody else. Like they, correct. They have, yes, they are that person, and they and. It might suck for their career, but if they're really good at it, it's it's hard to see them as anybody else other than that particular character. So, Correct. 
All right. Uh, my first one is from uh, a show that I used to watch. I watched it throughout high school, and it ended when I was in college. It went through, it went through eight seasons, and then they thought that it was going to be over, and then they added a ninth season. So when that happens, usually that last season's not very good, and uh, this show is not the exception. Their ninth season was was uh, pretty awful. But uh, I'm talking about the show Scrubs. Oh, great show. I love that show. Uh, you had great chemistry between Zach Braff and Donald Faison. And you had all these, well, it was five, really five characters that just really came together and made a, made a great show. And it was just, it was shot so unique. They had so many like stars on it before they became huge stars. I mean, that's one of the shows I've been watching back through, and I'm on season three, and I think that show started in, like, 99, maybe 2000, but, like, Ryan Reynolds was on there. Um, uh, who's, you have... Oh, Brandon Fraser was on there. Brandon Fraser, yes. It was another huge star, and you just have all these different characters, but the one character that stood out the most, and uh, you're going to kind of see... I've got certain certain people that just gravitate to, and it's John C. McGinley's character is Doctor Cox, yeah. and he is just like the ultimate mentor. He gets you know in the face of the young doctors. He's the tough love. He's a tough oh, love guy. The epitome of tough love, and a guy that I would you know like if I would work under, you'd feel so much pressure to try and please this guy. But at the end of the day, like he cares about people, and he's. <sighs> He's just a tough nut to crack, and it takes a while. And I just the way he works with the other characters, he is just this. He goes on rants, and uh, he calls the main doctor all these girl names. It's so funny, and he can. He's just got, his character has a, a huge range of can be serious, can be goofy, and he's just a character that like I've I've watched him in Platoon, and oh, I just forgot he's in Platoon. I know. And I'm just waiting for him to go into a rant uh, like he does on the show. And Grant, he did Platoon way before he did Scrubs. But uh, he's just a fun character to watch on that show. And he's one of my absolute favorites. So. That is a great – that is a fantastic show. Was that on NBC? It was. Uh, it's NBC or ABC. I, I think it switched at some point. Because you know what, the last season when they're in like the training hospital, that you're right, that was an awful. Like they should have just boom, ended, we're done. And they had the perfect like the eighth season finale was like the perfect like okay, this is the end of the show. And then I think it got picked back up by. ABC. I think it got picked up. Uh, or NBC. Yeah, it's, it, it's NBC. One of the way. It, I think it did get picked up by NBC for like one last like, it, and it was bad. It wasn't good. And you had, it was definitely forced. Yeah, it was. I mean, the biggest star that came out of that one season was Dave Franco. Yeah, the younger oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, that's James. right. Yeah, the that, younger yeah. Franco. <laughs> um, but yeah. but yeah, it was it was pretty cool to watch. You know, um, it was great. Just a great show. One of my absolute favorites. I agree. That is a good one. All right, my number number one is probably going to be a no brainer for anyone that for anyone that knows me and my love for this show specifically this character my number one is michael scott 
it, it like I call that. I <laughs> bet the house take, on that. Yeah, take that off the board, man. He like the uh, casting um, Steve Carell as Michael Scott and letting that that show is not the same. Even when Michael Scott's character leaves the show, that show wouldn't be the same if it was like a, a different actor who played Michael Scott. Like Steve Carell made that show, and really that that show like kind of projected Michael or uh, Steve Carell like into Hollywood. Like I think he might have made like 40, 40 year old virgin, which was well, it was funny, but like without without the office, he wouldn't be who he was or is. Um, and I remember, uh, I remember when the show first aired, we were in Florida with, uh, at my grandma's condo when she would live down there. Um, and she, I remember my mom and dad, like, oh, we have to watch like the TV, like the series premiere on NBC because they went to college (laughs) with Steve Carell and, um, you you like to I bring remember, that up. You like to I bring do, that yeah. Up. That's like my claim to fame that my parents <laughs> went to college with Steve Carell. Uh, my dad probably like my dad tells me like if we pass each other on the street, the only reason why I would know him is because he's Steve Carell. He had no idea who <laughs> I would be. But anyway, um, and I remember watching the show, and I, I had to have been in like middle school, maybe even like freshman sophomore year of high school, and I didn't get it. I didn't understand the show. Uh, but years later, fast forward to 2020 and Michael Scott is by far my most, like, he is the most iconic TV show character. And yeah, he, he's, he's my number one. He's the best. He's got the biggest heart, man. His character. Yes, he does. And super inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really like, like the first season, like, they really like try to make him look like the British version, like his greased back hair. Yeah, he he was kind of thick that first season. Then he kind he was. He, then from then on out, he looked like Steve Carell, who was in. And I think I think that's like movies. you can yeah. see kind of like over the over the seasons, like they especially between the first season and the second season, they definitely like okay, like we have to kind of. I don't know if they actually did this, but like not rewrite his character, but kind of like evolve his character to kind of stand out as. Michael Scott, but yeah. All right. My second one. So I was trying, when I was thinking back, uh, I tried to pick out like, okay, what were my favorite shows? What have I watched every single episode of that I can, I can quote. And I know a lot of, and when I was in high, it was middle school and high school. Uh, I used to watch that 70 show. Like I, <laughs> I watched I watched uh, through it, I think, when it came out, and then I watched through it once uh, on, I think, Netflix. Um, and probably my, my favorite character on that show, and he he was a trooper. He was there from like episode one to the very last episode. And uh, my one of my favorite characters from that show, it's, uh, it's really hard not to pick Red the dad because he's so funny. He's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's probably Stephen Hyde, uh, played by Danny Masterson, and he's kind of the the punk, you know, the the kid from the other side of the tracks, and he's into conspiracy theories. He always wears the glasses, the shades, 
uh, he ends up with, you know, the popular girl. And um, I, I just, I really like, you know, when a character has inherent flaws and they, and the writers like, you know, show what they are. And then they like, after for so long, they, they eventually overcome them. And even, right. even in a comedy, like, that 70s show is not a deep show by any means, but it's pretty... You mean, like, the, the characters sitting around and being, like, having their conversation, yes. their, their quotes, conversations <laughs> when very clearly they are, uh, they're passing the peace pipe? Yes, and I just, I always think about, you know, uh, he's like, he's got the, the rant, he's like, the government, you know, uh, took down this idea where they can make a car that runs on water, man. And it just like, it's so funny uh, because he's, you know, he's a very unique character and he's like the iconic, like seventies hippie, like very like anti-establishment. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they all have their own stereotypes that they play, but I really like his because he's, he's always cool. Like he doesn't do anything that's, that's not cool, you know? And yeah, he's cool. <laughs> And he gets an El Camino, and I I remember I was like, oh, that'd be a pretty sweet car. And looking back on it, like it looked cool, but is it's a car that with like a truck. You, do you know what an El Camino is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, definitely not very uh, good for like a high schooler. Like, you know, terrible traction in the winter because there's no weight in it, and it's like, what do you really need a bed for in a truck or in a right. car? But I really enjoyed his character. I thought he was really funny. Um, and I enjoyed uh, The Ranch. Uh, it's that Netflix show where him Yeah, and I've heard it. Ashton, I, and Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. I've heard it's really good. The first couple seasons are pretty good. And then he, he got kicked out because he uh, uh, said some not-so-good stuff. Uh, I'll let uh, the viewers, if you want to look into that, you can. But on that 70s show, he was pretty solid. Yes, I would agree with that. That's a – yeah. Red Foreman, definitely, I guess he might be a shout. Because I, I, I would always, like, my mom would always be like, oh, Red Foreman, like, was, I never really knew my mom's dad. He died when I was, like, four or five, so I never really knew him. But my mom was like, Red Foreman is your grandfather. Like, <laughs> just like the the hard-ass, like, you know. The, you know, just like, do this because I said so. And, like, you're an idiot. <laughs> just yeah. Just yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, Kirkwood Smith who played Red Foreman. Yes. Still alive, still around. Awesome. Uh, okay, so my number two is going to be uh, it's from the FX show Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that's and if a you've great never, show. Yeah, it's a it's very dark. It's not a uh, kid friendly show to say the least, but. Essentially, the show is about uh, a, a biker gang in California uh, that basically like runs guns, and it is. But the character that I love is Jax Teller, uh, Charlie Hunnan, the British actor, plays like this guy. Like the this character is some one of the most like tormented. Like he he's in this position where he has to like basically is like second in command to this uh this in this biker gang and like his dad started the the mc the motorcycle club and like he's haunted by and he's got like all these demons and it's the the progression of like what jack teller becomes and like the season the series finale 
is awesome. And like this guy, like he is just, he is a bad guy, but yeah. he, like you just root and that show you're like rooting for like the scum of the earth <laughs> to like prevail. But it's just like, it's a very, very good, well-written show. And Jax Teller is, he's my number two pick just cause like his involvement throughout this show and the way he's able to, I mean, obviously the writers did this, but like the way he's able to like solve problems for the motorcycle club. And like, he's never like throughout the show too, they wrote that character so well because he would always like, there's moments where he would epically screw up. He wasn't like always like the saving grace of, of the show. And so, um, yeah, Jax Teller, Charlie Hunnan, definitely. If you've not watched that show, you are missing out on a, Excellent, excellent show. That's very like comparable, his, very yeah. comparable to uh, Breaking Bad, in my opinion. Like I view like Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad like on the same level. He is uh, very much so like tied to that show. Like when you see that, when you see him, that's the only person that I see him as is Jax. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's tried, man. Has he tried? And he just can't can't make a, a really like blockbuster movie but i really enjoy him um he was in this movie it was called green street hooligans i don't know if you ever saw that There's, uh no but if i yeah i kind of wanted to see that him and elijah wood and uh and it was pretty it was pretty awesome or he's just once again he's kind of a part of a gang <laughs> yeah uh, but that was the first thing i saw him in and then this show it, he did a great job in it and yes he did has a really good american he, he, accent <laughs> yeah he does for having like a thick british accent yes all right my number three uh i didn't watch the show until becca introduced it to me and uh if i now i'm gonna, I'm gonna be real for a second uh my football career in high school lasted like three practices in <laughs> in eighth grade uh <laughs> The first two practices, we didn't even have pads. And then the third, uh, we got our pads at the end of the, the second practice. And then my third practice was the first time I had shoulder pads on the helmet. And, you know, when you put that stuff on for the first time, you're like, you feel like invincible. Like, like nobody can hurt me. Like, I'm just <laughs> going to yeah, go crush somebody. The Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we did this drill. It's called hamburger. And uh, it's where, like, you and this other person lay down. And I, I remember it was it was raining that day in Louisville. This was in eighth grade. And we, you lay down, and then the coach hands one of you a football. And when he blows the whistle, there's, like, two blocking pads, like, on each side of you. You're supposed to get up. And if you got the football, you're trying to run through that person, and then that person's trying to tackle you. So the Coach Miller uh, sets us down, and he hands me the football. And I'm like, all right, here we go. He blows the whistle and I get up and like I turn around and I just get lit up. I'm talking legs like in the air, man. Oh, and I and like I got hit and I was like, all right, whatever. And then I got up and I went to the back of the line and some kids were looking at me funny. And I look at my left arm and the dude put uh, Casey Wade, uh, that was the kid that that did this. Dude put his helmet into my forearm, and my forearm was bent. It was oh, oh it was gross. so gross. It was so gross. <laughs> and that was the end of uh, Patrick McGuire's football career, right there. Um, my, uh, what could have been? Yeah, what could have been? My oh man. So my mom had to drive our like 
tiny little Saturn or no, it was my dad. My dad drove his, his car out onto the practice field and they were like, should we call an ambulance? And dad was like, no. <laughs> and I got into the car and they drove me and I got a cast put on. Uh, but uh, the reason I went into that is, you know, if I, if I ever played football, if I ever made it, you know, to high school football, there's only one coach I would have wanted. And that is coach Eric Taylor from oh. the show Friday Night Lights. Yes. And he is such an iconic part of that show, uh, played by Kyle Chandler. And great actor. He is. I mean, I remember him, you know, I, this show came out first, uh, but he was also in the movie, I think it was Super 8, where he plays his dad. And then uh, the other movie, more recent one, is The Wolf of Wall Street. He's the FBI agent, I think. That's investigating uh, DiCaprio's character, but uh, but man, Coach Taylor, I remember the first season of the show, and it was just he just plays such a great character, like a tough, loving coach, a guy that's just serious, and and when he delivers the line, clear eyes, uh, full, full hearts, hearts, and then can't lose. Oh man, it just it pumps you up, and if a guy playing a coach on a TV show can get you fired up <laughs> and your football experience is only three days, three practices, you know, that says something about him. So he was, um, I, I, I breezed through that, that show and he was a, a fun one to watch and it was pretty cool. He's uh he played a pretty good part in that. So coach Taylor, he, the, Kyle Chandler is great. Uh, blood bloodline on Netflix. That's a good show. Highly recommend that one. I haven't He's watched that character. Oh. That's a good one. All right, my number three. Uh, I'm kind of going back and forth between comedy and and drama, action, and whatever you want to define that. Uh, my number three is. I remember being in college and hearing about this show. I was kind of like, oh, it's whatever. Uh, but my number three pick is Ron Swanson. Oh, from yeah, <laughs> from uh, Parks and Rec that uh the he works so basically I, I it's like kind of like an ironic like he is a anti like what uh what's his is he a tea party or libertarian he's a libertarian yeah. political view per like views libertarian so like no government very little government but he works in a city government <laughs> and the parks and recreation department and his his like he is a one of the most unique characters I think on television and the, who's the actor? What's his name? Um, I'm blanking on it. I just, can you look it up for me? Yeah. Uh, the actor plays this guy so well. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah. There. Yes. The, yes. He, great, hilarious guy. Hilarious comedian. He plays that character so well. Like again, one of those, like you, I, who else could play Ron Swanson? Who else could be Ron Swanson other than Nick Offerman? Um, but just, just like the way he approaches like city government and the characters, he's again, kind of like the tough love character of the show at the same time, like adds so much comedy and yeah, loves, loves eating meat and delivers <laughs> a lot of great one liners. He's got a, re a lot of really good ones in there. The Ron Swanson pyramid of greatness or excellence. <laughs> property uh, taxes 
fishing for sport only sport only yeah um highly recommend if you've not watched parks and rec it is i think it is the office is number two parks and rec is number or excuse me the office is number one parks and rec is number two like very one of those like docu-series like mock documentaries um but yeah nick offerman as ron swanson is my number three pick couldn't couldn't make a character any better pretty solid uh all right so my last one uh, i started watching uh, I, I started watching the walking dead when it came out and i was for a good five years like religiously watched it and then uh you know the you know my son being born and whatnot and it's like yeah you can't really watch that you know with uh <laughs> you can't watch zombies no, eating human beings <laughs> no so and then scar your child it also I, I think sometimes it gave my wife nightmares and she's like i can't watch this before you go to bed so uh i kind of fell off but there's a character on that show uh not the asian guy not steven yoon but shout out to steven yoon <laughs> <laughs> He's my he's my Korean dude right there. Um, Doppelganger. No, <laughs> I'm like a half a foot taller than him. Yeah, uh, fair enough. But anyway, um, it's uh, the character is Daryl Dixon, played by Norman Reedus, and I'm a huge Norman Reedus fan from the movie Boondock Saints. Yes, uh, he, awesome movie. Yeah, he plays a great role in that movie, and he's just kind of. He's another character that just has a lot of problems. And then through the course of the show, you just see him kind of work through it and, you know, put him in a situation where a lot of decisions are life and death. And, you know, a person that would typically live on their own, having to interact with so many other people. He just he plays a great part at being the lone wolf in the, the first, you know, couple of seasons and then. He truly becomes like the second in command and just he's got a crossbow. He got he's got a crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> he rides a motorcycle. Okay, like I'm sorry, that's just that makes you awesome. Like you're you're a bad dude. And he's also he's the tracker. So he's he plays a great role in it and I, I really enjoy watching him and you know, there was some talks at one point like he was gonna get another T V show where it was like like a spin-off and so no it was like he would take his motorcycle and go and like look at cars and stuff like that or something oh yeah 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 and, and a lot of people thought like well that's gonna be it for him they're gonna kill him off and i was like oh man that would be such a shame you know when you see such a polarizing character you know killed off like that and but you know they he wasn't uh his character wasn't even in the original comics like uh, they basically made that and his characters lasted so long because he plays such a good part. So yeah. Norma Reedus, Daryl Dixon, that's my number four. That's, that's a show that I kind of like what you said. I just kind of, I watched like the first three seasons and then I kind of got sick of it because it, here's how every season would go. Group of survivors, <laughs> zombie attack. Then they, like survive the zombie attack one of the characters dies because he got bit he got bitten and then they run into another group of survivors and the group of survivors dies and then there's a zombie battle between the two groups of it's like <laughs> okay i get it like people don't like each other and they're trying to survive from zombies one of those shows that i was kind of like uh kind of ruined its luster but you my can number only go four, back to the well so many times all right go you're number yes, four true 
Number four, another great AMC show. Walter White of Breaking Bad is again. You can't. I can't imagine what's the act. How am I? Brian Cranston. Love Brian Cranston. Uh, like a a character, an actor that made that show what it is. And everyone says like, oh, Aaron Paul, but I don't like Aaron Paul's character. Um, he was good. He did. He was good, but I don't think he made the show. I think you could have found anyone to to play. Um, oh man, what's Aaron Paul's character? Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman, yeah. Uh, but I think Walter White, you know the the high school chemistry teacher who gets lung cancer and then starts cooking meth. Um, <laughs> it's a great premise. Uh, it's a great, yeah, great, a great premise. But like. Just the way the evolution of like how and the writers did so well in making the show. Like he kind of like is doing this for his family and like he's not proud of himself and then becomes like the the kingpin of power hungry uh, yeah. Southwest. You know, yeah, he becomes power hungry and uh, say my name. Uh, he, I am the one who makes, knocks. <laughs> yes. Um. He and then like makes like these life or death decisions and like ropes Jesse into a bunch of things and like always is kind of I li- I also like how he, they like make his character view like he is the ultimate decision maker and like what I do I'm always right and you're always wrong and Walt so yeah well I think Walter White in making even like the way the series ended I'm not gonna. No spoilers. No spoilers. Dude, that's been done for like five years. Yeah, true. If you haven't watched it yet, shame on you. But (laughs) like the the way they the way they finished the series was perfect. Did you ever see El Camino? I've not. The Netflix. It's it kind of yeah. There's a lot of it's okay. Like it's okay. There's a lot of really good side characters. Um, I I like Walt Jr. Cause he's always eating breakfast, yes. <laughs> but he yes. plays such a good, he, he does a good role. Uh, and then Hank, I, I love Hank. And... Yeah. And like I said, like you can't, that, that show did perfect with Brian Cranston. And like, can you imagine anyone else playing Walter White? I, I couldn't imagine him playing that character, watching Malcolm in the middle <laughs> and yeah, going yeah, from the there to there. Mal- the, the ding dong dad. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm in the middle. How? Uh, but yeah, kudos, kudos to Brian Cranston for making that show what it is yeah. or what it was. So that's that's my fourth pick. All right, uh, dude, and this was this was tough. Um, there's I've got quite a few honorable mentions, and I'm not gonna go too far into you know why they're so great, but you know I've got uh, I'll probably get like solid five, five. Uh, I've got four. Yeah. I've got four in mine. Uh, all right. So my honorable mentions, uh, I had Ron Swanson as one of my honorable mentions. Um, it, and I love Chris Pratt's character, but Ron Swanson's character is just, he's, yes. he's his role, he embodies that role. Yes. Um, so he was one, uh, Tim Allen, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. We watched that, <laughs> show. that show came on before the, the, yeah, when he would go, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Uh, it, and he's just, you know, he's great comedian, you know, wholesome dad on that show. And yeah. Um, Elaine Bettis from Seinfeld. 
and I love Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, she's you know she's the only the the only female on my on my list, but I really like her character. Her character is pretty funny, and really she holds her own with the the three other guys, you know Jerry, George, and Kramer. So uh, she's pretty good. Um, and uh, my last two, uh, Milo, and I can't figure out how it's like Milo. Bed starts with a V, but uh, from the show, this is uh, this is us. He plays Jack Pearson, the dad, and I really enjoy watching you know his role. And what's really crazy about that show in the first season is like, oh, he dies, and he's still in it. And they keep going back and forth and talking about his impact. And then my last one, Marshall Erickson from How I Met Your Mother. He's you know, yes. uh, lawyered, uh, one of the, oh, the that's best. That's a great actors. show. I forgot it about is. that one. Yeah. It has a lot of really great actors coming together. And yes. being the – eventually he becomes a judge, I think. Great character. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mentions, Dwight Schrute. <laughs> I don't think, again, I don't, I don't think The Office would be what it is without Dwight. I thought no. about adding him as my number two, but for the sake of uh, – Variety, changing it up, and not yeah for variety. Uh, my second honorable mention, uh, Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer in Twenty Four. Pretty I good. Love that show dude, when dude, it was yeah. Dude. Chloe, damn it, Chloe. Uh, <laughs> Dang, dude, we got we got a sense of this episode now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on it's on broadcast television. Uh, but yeah, Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer has got to be my number two. I watched that show religiously throughout middle school and high school awesome premise um, like each episode's an hour that's that was so smart yeah yes uh i stewie griffin from family guy <laughs> I, <laughs> I i left yeah. off animated uh and i don't know if that would have that might have changed a couple maybe one thing but very iconic i threw him out of my honorable mention uh joey from friends i think is my favorite i mean all friends all the friends characters Chandler's pretty funny. Ross is okay, I guess. But uh, and then Boy Meets World. Oh my gosh! The only Mr. Feeny. 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 If you've never watched Boy Meets World, you're missing out. That was like my childhood growing up. Come home after school, turn on Channel Forty Seven, Disney Channel, bam. You're Boy Meets World. You're close to Mr. Feeny because you followed kids. From middle yeah. school to high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, it, Mr. Feeney always been like the wise, very impactful uh, uh, mentor to, to the that younger characters. So, yeah. Yeah. So, really, really tough uh, narrowing down all these characters. But, and then we haven't even gotten to streaming shows. Streaming. There's so many. Uh, premium cable, you know. Yeah. And those future lists for uh, some other time, but a lot of really good characters. So I'm sure, you know, our guests out there are probably thinking like, oh, that's, you know, some good picks and maybe some dumb picks, but these are our favorites. <laughs> that's who, this is who we like. Yeah. Who do you like? That's let us know. Let us know on Twitter. All right. Uh, at Mount at Mount Rushmore pod one. Dude, you didn't even know the one Twitter <laughs> handle. Come on. I, there was like there was a lot more Mount Rushmore Twitters out there than than I thought and podcasts. So I thought this was a really original idea. 
I thought so too. It is not, <laughs> but it's the oh, best wow. one. Amen. All right. I'll catch you later, man. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Peace.